I need to shut it down. Just retool, man. So does D-Ray. He needs to shut it down, too. <laughs> what you got against D-Ray, man? He ain't did nothing to nobody. Exactly. What? Well, there weren't many changes, but there was one that shook the franchise. Somehow or other, we've got completely off course here. Shut up, idiot! With the triangle, the ball is constantly moving. You are a sad, strange little man. I have my pick. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome once again to the Triangle Offensive Podcast. I'm your host, G Wiz, with my co-host Dave, and we have some special guests this week. Um, in a joint effort with the Stay Oz Podcast, we will have Stay Oz Podcast hosts Chris and Jordan from the ATS report. Kind of a weird name, but hey, we let them stay on anyway. So we're gonna do a uh You're not gonna skate back. I'm gonna tell you exactly what it means so you don't get confused. This is all things sports brother so we're moving on so uh we're gonna have a uh we're gonna do a special uh nba round table this week and we're just gonna look at the first um 30 picks the first round of the draft uh the draft's coming up on the 21st of june i want to say yes and uh the bulls happen to have the seventh pick in the first round we're all bulls fans so that's just something to note. So what we're going to look at first is the Phoenix Suns have the first overall pick. Um, it seems to be a consensus right now. A few months back, it was a it was a it was a little bit of a debate between DeAndre Ayton of Arizona, a seven foot center, and you had a the, the guard Luka Doncic from Slovenia. Now, on on mock draft boards recently. Uh, Doncic has dropped a little bit, and people are putting Aiton and Bagley and Bamba near the top, power forwards and centers. So I just wanted to get you guys' initial thoughts on the first pick. Uh, who do you think Phoenix is going to take? We'll start with Chris from the Stay House Podcast. Uh, DeAndre Aiton is the uh, obvious move here. A lot was made of um, hiring Lucas high school, whatever, youth coach. But uh, in the end, uh, Aiden is starting to separate himself from the pack. Aiden is the clear number one. Clear number one. All right, let's see Let's see how clear it is. Jordan, do you got Aiden in your top, top pick? You know what? I was debating on whether or not it would be Doncic or Aiden. Doncic, because of some of the same things that Chris was saying, they, they hired his coach or whoever it was. And I think he would be a good fit with uh, those boys in Phoenix, uh, with Booker and Mark Chris and all them. But uh, I'm leaning towards Aiden, too. I think Aiden is number one. It's kind of consensus number one pick. Uh, big man, can do it all, post up, can shoot a little bit. He has a lot of ability. He's strong. He's already kind of built for the NBA. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Aiden. All right. Dave, you feel about the same? Or you got another yeah. another pick? Nah, I can't. I can't be a contrarian with this one. They, they, the backcourt is already kind of set in Phoenix. So, I mean, going with with Luca wouldn't really make a lot of sense. Aiden right. seems like the, the the clear choice. You know what I mean? Okay. So, if you here's another here's a side question to that though. So, 
Aiden and within this within this uh within this show, Aiden is the consistent number one pick from Phoenix. Is Marvin Bagley in the discussion? I mean Absolutely for not. For one? For one. No. No. Not at all. Maybe two or three, but that's it. No. You, so you so you rate Aiden higher than Bagley, even though Bagley has a couple things going for him. He's a lefty. Um, he can shoot clearly, and he 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 does rebound, and he runs the floor pretty well. So that that does that sway you any? I mean, there's a, there's about an inch difference in height, but does that sway you any of you any any little bit either way? I mean, maybe depending on the the, the kind of offense they decide to run. Mm-hmm. Like I could see I could see Bagley fitting in with the. Uh, I, I don't like the way Houston kind of runs and guns. Mm-hmm. I don't see him fitting in there, but but like I said, the way Phoenix backcourt is like they they the buckets are there. You know what I mean? Like they they need an anchor in the middle, a defensive anchor that I feel like Aiden is. Like that's that's that would be his role immediately, and like I, he could take that over and, and run with it. But even though Aiden his strong suit isn't defense, um. He's still better defensively than Bagley. Bagley is is borderline terrible. Um, yeah. Aiden Aiden at least offers you some resistance uh, down low. I think he's a, a, a slightly stronger rebounder, and I, I think he just he fits that group a little better. Um, they have Marquise Chris. Not not that he's mm-hmm. anything near what Bagley is offensively, but he does offer some similar attributes as far as being you know, a small frame live wire type guy. But Aiden is, right. is just physically ready to play NBA basketball and, and, and bang with the bigs down low. That's, okay. that's I think, what it is, his size. His, Bagley, Bagley's built more of a – he's not built for the, for, the, for, the, for the rigors of basketball, like NBA basketball yet. I don't, he, like, he don't have his man body yet. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I think he's going to get pushed around for a year or two. But, but Aiden, Aiden's good to go. He look like he's 35 already. <laughs> yeah, Greg, I'll be syndrome. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I, I think if we're talking about a position of need, uh, just strictly need, I don't think the the Suns are lacking in the forward position. Uh, you got Bender. You got Chris. Josh Jackson is a tweener. He's tall enough to play that position, too, and he's very good on defense. So I, I don't think that's an area of need for them. So I don't think they'll be aiming that way anyway. Not saying that Bagley wouldn't come in and be the best out of those people I mentioned, but uh, I just think big man is the way to go. That's a good point. That's a good point, especially when you consider Tyson Chandler's getting up in age. I'm not sure if they resigned him for another year, but I know he's getting up in age. Uh, and and a couple of the, the centers that they've selected in the past few years haven't really uh, turned out well. Look, you got Lynn who is, he's basically a bench player. He's not a starter in this league. So all good points. Uh, we got Calvin joining us. Um, Calvin, we was just getting into the first pick for the Phoenix Suns. Now we're going to we'll look at the rest of the draft from there. So, uh, <laughs> so with the second pick, they have, and I'm just going off a basic mock draft um, on NBADraft.net. So they got Aiton. Seven foot center going first. Then they got Bagley. They got Bagley going to Sacramento. Everybody pretty much agree with that. I mean, considering their guards yeah. at the top, where you drafted De'Aaron Fox, 
uh, Josh Jackson, um, Frank Mason from Kansas last year. That kind of kind of there. Justin Jackson. Think, oh yeah, J- Justin Jackson. Yeah. yeah, I think the first three are pretty much locked, man. Like I don't I don't see too much moving those three picks around. Like once we start getting, I don't the, see Hold on, because I that's that's a that's an interesting comment, sir. So now now we'll get into yeah. the third pick which is Atlanta. And on this mock draft, they got they got them getting Muhammad Bamba. You agree with that? Yeah, I saw them going with Luca. I um just as a guard like a- Atlanta has let everybody go over the last couple of years. But I figured if if they would get a guard to kind of stabilize that backcourt a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then I could see them you know, next year maybe investing in some bigs. Especially him being available at three. I don't see him falling past that. I think okay. the Kings are going to get scared away from Luca because yeah. of the rumors that he said he's absolutely positively not playing for them. So that, that's going to lock Bagley in. Um, then with three, I think Atlanta's going to try to hit a home run. They're in desperate need of buckets. Um, so I think they're going to go with kind of a boom or bust. And I think they're going to go to Atlanta. The interesting, the interesting thing I'll say about Atlanta, Atlanta has always tried to get uh, their their power forwards and their centers as like the, the cornerstone of their team, and they build out. Uh, past few, I mean, they would always, you know, sign a, a – uh, uh, Jason Terry or a uh, Joe Johnson, somebody like that. They would always bring a bring a guard in, but they never really. The only guards that they drafted recently, two guards, which were point guards, um, were Jeff Teague and Dennis Schroeder, or Schrader. So I could see I could see them going for this center, uh, Bomb. But I mean, I, I could see them going for a guard too, just to just Porter, to kind of put you Porter, Chris. You said they're gonna they're gonna research. Yeah, I, I, I actually see it's a new regime in Atlanta too, um, and I see them because it's new ownership. They're gonna try to drum up a fan base, and you can kind of sell Michael Porter as this, as this big time scorer coming in. It, it's a it's a gamble, but I think Atlanta's gonna be willing to take it considering their circumstances. And if they hit, they got something for ten years. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm kind of with that one as well. I, I, in fact, I'm only saying it because I hope that that's what it is, and not the the, the mock draft that's that's been the latest rumors. Because, uh, man, Bamba, Bamba, I wish he was still a sleeper, but it's kind of coming out now that dude is a is a is a freak, and you you don't already have to worry about him on one end of the court. And from what everybody's saying in his training uh, uh, sessions and his uh business for different teams is that he's improving his, his game already on the offensive side better than when he was at Texas. So you take that type of talent, that type of size and, and body in the league and give him a few years to, to bloom, he might he might I don't even know who I could compare to him. They say Rudy Gobert with a with a with a jump shot. That that's that's scary. And then his the uh, athletic splits that he put up um Getting across the lane, the shuttle runs, 
if you combine that wingspan and that quickness uh, with the ability to challenge at the rim, he, he could be one of the greatest defensive centers if he applies those tools. He could be one of the greatest defensive centers we've ever seen. That's a bit much for me. I'm not so Bamba. Yeah, I'm the same way. But the, 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 the thing about greatest defensive centers is that they've shown you that in college. Um, I haven't seen greatest defensive center out of him. Perhaps he could be. I just haven't seen it. And with the emphasis on shooting and guard play in the league nowadays, your impact as a center has lessened. Um, yeah, so I, I don't, I don't want another Tyson Chandler or or the beat or no Tyson Chandler. <laughs> he he has to. He the knock on him is he doesn't hustle, he doesn't run. So how's that going to work for you? Then how can he be a defensive presence if he don't want to hustle or run? You know what I'm saying? Reach them long arms from wherever he is. That's what I'm saying. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta turn that kid at, at the very least coming to the league. If you can turn him into Capella right now, you know what I'm saying, and and know that he can only go up from there. You know, you got something. It's it's. But here's the interesting thing. I think it could be better than Capella. Capella wasn't drafted number two or yeah. number three on between three and seven. Pick. And you got to turn him into Capella and then yeah. make him pass that. That bothers that, that me. Bothers me. Yeah, but, but to be honest with you, no, I, I don't. I don't even agree with that. I don't see him as being someone that you have to turn into Capella. Maybe with the the body and the strength, but I think he already has the defensive tools to be way better than Capella in the first place. I'm not tools, doubting the tools. tools. If he it's the hustle. effort that bothers me. Yeah. yeah. If the man don't well, run, if you, uh-uh. well, they just yeah. say that the man run faster than Westbrook or James Harden in his uh, combine. That's cool. That means he could run to the bench fast when I bring in my defensive center. What, what I'm talking about is I need if I'm a, if I'm gonna draft you between three and seven, you got to give me I, I and you a defensive dude. Your your arm re, arm span is this long. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need the defensive presence. Ain't gonna be no man. He I gotta build him up. Yeah, he averaged three and a half blocks. I mean, what more do you want? That's How, you, did he play the whole gotta, season? Yeah, no, he didn't. Yeah, he played the whole season. I don't I don't remember him getting hurt. I really don't. I, I he played the whole season. He didn't play the whole season. They sat him out a few games um, in the second half of the season. But but that's that's the meat of your uh, Big 12 schedule. Not not saying that he wouldn't have still gotten those numbers. That's fantastic. But when you tell when I when I hear things like effort and hustle being a problem, that's a problem for me when I draft a center that high. Have you ha, has anybody heard anything like that with Aiden? Yes. Has anybody heard that he don't have a good motor? I heard, yeah, he I takes, heard that he does he takes plays off and he doesn't give effort on the defensive end. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But hold on, hold on. So you so let so let's say you take you take that, right? But is are you drafting Aiden for his defense or for his presence and for his offense? Like Bamba, his offense isn't where Aiden's is, right? We all do we all agree on that? True. I agree with that. Okay. So if his offense isn't where it is, then he needs to lean on his defense. And if he's not giving me effort, how can I how can I regard him as a high draft pick? You know what I'm saying? I'm kind of I'm kind of just taking a chance at that point. 
It's because of his potential. It's the same thing with Jaron Jackson. I don't think Jaron Jackson should even be in the league. Jaron Jackson's but a bum, the, just like the last Michigan State player that got drafted that high. He's a bum, too. I'm sorry. That's what I'm saying. I'm sorry. To speak <laughs> but, but, I know he's 18 years old. I'm with as well. Because I don't think Jaron Jackson should even be sniffing anywhere near the lottery, but apparently some people do based off of his potential. But he's the hugest boom bust factor in the top 10 right now, and somebody going to get him. Hopefully not the Bulls. Even though that would be a Bulls thing to do, yeah. <laughs> the Bulls gonna Bulls. I'm looking at uh, <laughs> I'm looking at some mock drafts. Like I like we say between three and seven, which is where where I'm gonna where I'm gonna hold the conversation. Well, we'll we'll stop at that point for a bit and talk about the Bulls. But between three and seven, you got a difference of of Bamba could be either three or he could be seven. Jaron Jackson between three and four. Doncic is somewhere between four and ten. Uh, then you get to then you get to the players that the Bulls could draft. Now let's dig into that a little bit. I and actually have Jaron Jackson dropping to Cleveland to eight. Yeah. yeah, people are getting getting woke up on him, man. He sucks. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if people getting woke. I think other and, people's boards are moving, kind of moving other players up. Like Bomba's stock is yes. rising. Yes, that's a good point. Michael uh, Porter Jr. The more they Porter see him, his stock has to yeah, go back up. His it stock has is. To. Yeah, and that's what has me moving. I honestly, he might slip to the bull, but I, I don't. It's not looking it's like past it. Orlando uh, at this point. And that's yeah. why I have Jackson dropping because I have Porter, then Doncic with the Grizzlies. Uh, then I have Bamba in Dallas. Trey Young, of course, is going to Orlando because they need a guard. The Bulls wait, are going bulls. So you, wait. So let me ask you this: You saying Memphis is going to draft Doncic even though they have Conley? Dodgers can play one, two, and three. He's six eight. Who's the two in in Memphis? Who's the uh, anything except Gasol Conley? I can't give you a breakdown of Memphis roster, but uh, no one okay. can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think Dodgers might be a good fit with them, but. I don't think he'll last that long. But see, the hype on Doncic is too high right now. I think he's still probably top two pick. You think? No, because if he's not going number one, he's not going number two because he's not going to uh, go to the king. They could trade down that pick. They should because they're not going to get who they want. Why trade the pick and you could just get Bagley? Well, because... And you already well, got guards. Right. Well, they pay more salary when they hire the pick. If I were up to, if it was oh. up to me in Sacramento at the pick, you know, Doncic is not coming. I would trade down a few spots. You already said stated that Atlanta might be looking for a wing who can score. So perhaps you let them get number two. They get Porter or whoever they're gonna pick in there, perhaps or hope that Bagley falls to number three or four, whoever you trade with. They should trade. And actually, I don't I've, see I've heard that Sacramento might be a little enamored with Porter um, because Vladi Divac had the same back injury as Porter. And he believes it's no big deal. So, 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 so he going to send Porter <laughs> over to the Yugoslavian uh, doctors? <laughs> right. Okay. Let's, let's move Vladi likes to party. <laughs> Vladi Dottie, he likes to party. Let's move on. Uh, you got the... <laughs> The Bulls have the seventh pick. Now they can, from what we've just been talking about, they can 
Doncic might be available. Wendell Carter, Michael Porter, Muhammad Bamba, or Trey Young. We'll, we'll stop there. So who do, you think, who do you think is the best selection uh, for the Bulls? And we'll start with Calvin. I'm going to be honest with you, man. <laughs> I know we kind of talked about him already, and I hope he slips. But I think Mo Bamba is the best pick for the Bulls, man. I mean, you got you got that wingspan. Think about this, right? You're going to have your defensive center that's seven feet that got a wingspan that's never seen before. And he's defensive center. He doesn't even have to play offense, but he can still shoot the ball. And then you get everybody else around him. I mean, the Bulls potentially can have something decent. And then everybody's kind of saying they're sleeping on the Bulls for the free agency this summer. I mean, they potentially could have a nice lineup coming 2019, 2018. Nobody's coming here, man. That's what he said. He said nobody's coming here. But he's what he's saying is if you build if you build the team, then they'll come. So if, <laughs> if you have if you have a good young talent, no, not this year, not this year. But if you have a good a, a a good nucleus of young talent, which I don't believe the Bulls have, but if you have a good nucleus of young talent, then you might oh, be able to man. get a free agent here or there. So okay, so now we'll we'll move over to Jordan. So who who do you think is the best selection for the Bulls? Oh my god. Okay, what, what were the names again? I just want to be fair about it before I say it. If Mo Bamba and who else? Okay, so at this point it kind of it kind of it's uh it fluctuates, but you got Luka Doncic, Wendell Carter, Michael Porter, Muhammad Bamba, Trey Young. Don't forget Jared Jackson. I'm not gonna pick, I'm picking Trey Young. You already know we've had conversations about this before. I'm not picking Trey Young. He's another small point guard. He was exposed in the playoffs, in the uh, the uh, college playoffs, college tournament. I'm not picking another 6-2 guard that can get exposed on the defensive end. When have we uh, ever picked a 6-2 guard? Uh, Jay Williams. I see Kirk uh, let's see. So Jay Kirk Williams Heinrich. was exposed? Yeah, well, yeah, Jay Williams was exposed. three. No, bro. I'm I'm just saying he was. It, it wasn't. We haven't picked anybody that can play on both sides of the floor. And I, I think you need to give Chris Dunn a little bit more time. But anyway, to your point, I think Mo Bamba as well is the best selection, the perfect fit for the Bulls. And he wants to be here. I mean, you see all his interviews. He's already saying, you know, I would be a good fit on the side of Laurie Marketing. Marketing can kill from the outside. Bamba can uh, hold down the paint. Then you got Zach. Chris Dunn, and now you just got to worry about shooting guard. So I, I don't, I don't think that's a good. I mean, I don't think that's a bad, uh, bad spot for Bama to go and for for team fit as well. Okay, all right. So, so, so we, we 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 appreciate your, your your view. So let me get let me get Chris in here. Stay us podcast. So who do you think the boys should select again? I say it one more time: Trey Young, Muhammad Bamba, Michael Porter, Wendell Carter, Luka Doncic. There's a difference yeah. between who I think the Bulls should pick and who they will pick. Um, okay, but look, we'll, we'll get to who they will pick in a little bit. But who do you think they should get? I'm a Michael Porter guy, man. Um, I think I think it doesn't hurt. There's there's only maybe three or four guys in this draft who are going to be transcendent as far as 
once we get this dude, you know, the, the face of our franchise, the look of our franchise is going to change for the next 10 years. Uh, Aiden, Bagley, Doncic, and Porter. Um, the other three will be gone, in my opinion. So Porter has a chance to drop there, and I think he, with his scoring ability, uh, his ability to, to be – we saw what Kevin Durant did last night, man. When you can be 6'10", 6'11", and, and put the ball yeah. in the basket like mm-hmm. that, and one can affect your shot, I think Porter has the potential to be that. And if you can get that, man, you, you got gold. Okay. Yeah, I heard a comparison of him to, like, Paul George. I don't think he has that motor. But I think he's got more skill than Paul George. Well, let me let me we'll get back to that, though. So, Dave, do you agree with the Michael Porter pick, or do you you want Bamba? Oh no, I, the Bulls need buckets. I don't, I don't, I don't want them reaching on potential two way players or defense and building other guys up. But the Bulls need scoring. That's the way the NBA is going. So give me Michael Porter Jr. If he's not available, give me Trey Young. Like one of those two guys, because you figure the pick and roll with with him and marketing would be deadly. Yes. Trey can pass. He's a he's a good enough shooter to to at least stretch your defense and he can still attack the basket. He's a what do you average? 26 or 27 and 8 or something like that. Like he can he can still pass the ball. He's got an underrated vision, which is kind of crazy, but He's he one of them two guys. Game, both scoring and assists. Uh, like I don't last year. I don't you know, know what I'm, I think. Based on who's left based on the, by the time the Bulls get to the seventh pick, I think Trey Young is probably the best fit at that point because Mo Bamba and um, I believe Michael Porter Jr. gonna be gone by that time. Yeah, I agree. But so. uh, Trey Young got range, man. The man can shoot from thirty. True. So give me that. I'll take it. That's, I want I want points, yeah, okay. man. I, I can't I can't keep watching the Bulls struggle to put points on the board. Yeah, and I, they, I they keep drafting these defensive guys like Dunn. I like Dunn. He's a tryhard. He hustles, but he can't score. Like he struggles to score. He you know he gets in these cold streaks. And like we need that, we need buckets, man. And that's what I want to dig into. Young and uh and Doug play off of each other. He can play the two, and Trey can run the point. I mean exactly. you know and then he'll make up. Young's deficiencies because he's going to be like Steph Curry, where LeBron wants to switch off and and have Steph guard him because he's so small. But I mean, but when you can pull up from thirty, you can't guard that. You can pull up from thirty, and you can you can find your teammates the way that Trey Young can. I don't think he gets enough credit for his not just ability to pass, but his uh, desire to find his open his, his open teammates. And he could run the screen roll as good as anybody. So if that's marking his game, screen roll, he's perfect. Now, if you get Michael Porter Jr., some things will have to move around uh, with him and marketing. They could be a force as two forwards on the team. I think Michael Porter kind of go more to the guard once he gets healthier. He'll, he'll be guarding twos, threes, and fours. Yeah, he'll be guarding either twos, threes, and fours, depending on how they want to work it. But I think I think that can work. Bamba, yeah. I, I'm I'm getting a, I'm getting the vibe he won't be there. And Wendell Carter, I don't even want to talk about him. To me, Wendell, please, no. Wendell Carter, dude, Wendell Carter, I I don't I, I don't know how to. The cream rises well, to I'm the top. Ahead. Let me let me just state this real quick. The cream rises to the top. Okay, so you got so you got. Wendell Carter and Marvin Bagley on the same team. Marvin Bagley was hurt for a few games, right? He hurt his foot, I want to say. So you you still had Wendell Carter. 
Wendell Carter didn't disappear, but he wasn't one of those breakout guys to where I'm like, yo, okay, I I could see why everybody's real hyped about him. He's cool, but is he a top five, ten pick? Maybe in this draft, but no, no. No, not even. I was going to say, Wendell. In this draft, Wendell Carter is that dude that, at the very worst, he's going to give you like eleven and seven, but he'll never give you. He'll never give you twenty and twelve. No, Ex- exactly. His his best yeah, his, his ceiling be, is really low. It'll probably be like you said, eleven and seven, twelve and eight, somewhere in there. Those will be his best years. 15, Fifteen and ten, he'll hit a ceiling. Hey, you telling yeah. me that I drafted this dude? <laughs> you telling me that I drafted this dude number seven as a cornerstone? He's the definition of safe. Yeah, he's the definition of safe. He, he's a he's a you need it. I'm not even going front. No, I wouldn't pick Wendell Carter, but you need somebody that's going to be a glue guy. Yeah, but not oh, not with that team. Like Elmer's, you can't do that. Like, what are we talking the about? The Cavs, the Cavs can go with a, a Wendell Carter. Not not a not a team like the Bulls or something like that. Yeah, the Bulls need somebody that could be a cornerstone. Wendell Carter is more the impact. Yeah, yes. I totally. I think if if nobody else is there though, because we're talking about if everybody else is taken. No. If Michael Porter's not, there, Young's not there. If if Bamba's not there, then yeah, I'm gonna go to Wendell Carter. I think one yeah, of three. So I think so one of three. So you just overlook Trey Young completely. He doesn't like Trey. I did. I just said Trey. Uh, I, I I didn't catch it. Okay. You know what? I just, I just, I just, I just hope the Bulls don't be looking at Mikael Bridges. I don't. I don't want to see him. Like I. I don't know. To me, I feel like he's going to talk about that shortly. I can barely see him. He's a why? Why is he even being talked about in this draft? Is it because Villanova won? Is it because yeah. he can he can shoot? Like what is it? He's a two way player. Man, he's he's the best perimeter defender in the draft. And he can shoot Jeff threes, Green, right? Brother. Yeah. Yep. So you know they're gonna hype him up and say his potential is a Kawhi Leonard, Jeff Green type, not Kawhi. somewhere in between that. Not Kawhi. Kawhi is Jeff Green, okay. But what I'm seeing, what I'm seeing is they in the in the mock. What I'm seeing in the mock draft is that they got him going ten to Philly, which to me sounds perfect. And if he yeah. works out, you don't have to pay Reddick. So now you've got a That's tall right. guard who can also rebound and he plays defense on both ends. You might be able to get rid of Covington because that dude, he's a pile of hot garbage. I've seen I've seen mocks with him going to the Cavs. Which is I don't know about it. Well, it's 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 flexible. It's within that seven to ten range. I mean, hopefully yeah. the Bulls don't even look at them. But uh, to me, I feel like if the Bulls want to be successful, the best options they got is going to be Michael Porter Jr., Trey Young, or Mo Bamba. And I think I think realistically, one of those three dudes will be available by the time seven comes. Honestly, if you look at yes, a bite yeah, one on of them, one of them be there. Even though I like him, even though I like him, I think of those three that you just named, Trey Young is the worst fit. For the Bulls, yeah, for the Bulls, his talent is (laughs) undeniable, uh, in my opinion. But fit-wise, and not saying that I would draft for fit, but fit-wise, he he's the worst of the three. I think. What's the Bulls fit like? We what's our? You need you need a. They don't have an identity or mo right now. They just kind of group They need a. You need a point guard. That's Porter. You need a center. That's Bamba. You don't necessarily need a point guard. Right. 
Y'all oh, sleeping hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because at this point, let, let's lay it out. Everybody knows in the draft, especially a, a, a pick within the top, with lottery picks. So within the top, what, 13, 14 picks, you draft the best player available. Yes. Not necessarily. So no, not always, always necessarily. I don't know what you're talking about. Always necessarily, you draft the best player available, especially, especially when you pick it between one and fourteen, because you clearly, uh, unless you, uh, unless you, uh, a playoff team who made a trade and now you got a pick in the top five or ten, you always, you don't have an identity yet, not a clear one. You're trying to develop one, and you clearly don't have your corner cornerstone yet. So, so you have two or three players though, who on your board. The difference is negligible. You do go with it. Exactly. So you're saying the difference. Be- so that's your. So your issue is the difference between Michael Porter, Trey Young, Wendell Carter is minimal. Oh, no, 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 no. He's no, talking about no. fit on the team. So he's saying Trey Young fit. Carter, I have rules. Saying Wendell Carter is the second oh. time I've said Carter. Um, okay. Carter. So what you let me get this straight. So what you're saying is. Who the Bulls have now, and who Trey Young, what Trey Young can do, the difference between those players is minimal. Who the Bulls have now, looking at their roster, what they have. Mm-hmm. If I had the choice between Porter, Bamba, and Young, drafting for fit, Young would be third on that list. I okay, so so let me ask you: How many Bulls? How, how many wins did the Bulls have last year? Don't know. He's, he's saying drafting from fit. I, I get what he's saying. Wait, 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 wait. No, I get I get you. Let me, Greg, I get you. I'm going Let me ask you this. this. Greg, let me ask you this. Out of those three that you mentioned for us to pick, who do you think is the best player available out of those three? Probably Michael Porter. Porter. Porter, if you can get him. I don't think Porter's gonna be there. But if he's if he is there, you jump on him. I think teams he's, are scared of back, man. They could they could be scared all day. Porter's a cornerstone yeah, play. Yeah, I mean, I what, what, are you, what are you gonna what are you gonna miss? You you only won you you won less than thirty games last year. How, what could it hurt? <laughs> let's let's lose another let's you lose another what? fifty plus or whatever, and then we'll we'll be right back in the draft next year. But you know, what Michael Porter Jr. If, if he's healthy, the chance you take to get him, yeah. and, and and he works out, man, it's worth it. That dude, you know, he's, I, he's amazing. I, I, because I, earlier I said I think Mo Bamba fits better, but when you really think about it, you could put Laurie Market in that center, and you could put. Oh, you Don't you say the league is changing, fellas. The league is changing. Hold on, man. Stretch him out. That much. Maybe, maybe for okay. a few, a no. little stretch or two, maybe a five or ten minute stretch. But you can't, you can't start it. I don't know, man. I feel like with this NBA, man, there's a lot of soft centers out there, bro. You it's could change them. So that doesn't, doesn't mean you go in and create one. <laughs> you can put him at three, Michael Porter. You know, he's interchangeable. The only way I'm it's putting like- Larry Martin in that center is if I have a power forward that can guard people. You can't have a, a you can't have a whole five players who can't guard people out there. And since you're not getting Anthony Davis, uh Whoever else is is that talk? Kevin Durant that that doesn't apply. I'm talking to about top two picks. No, I'm talking about what he just said as far as forwards being able to guard all the other different positions. 
That's why you don't move Laurie Markin into the five because he'll get exposed. But Kevin Durant is he's playing center for for Golden State for stretches. Draymond is yeah, that's my point. He's starting center, but but Durant has been the presence. I'm not saying this. I'm not saying that you don't want a center on the roster because clearly Golden State understands that they've got Javale McGee, David West. They they got some. They got some guys. They drafted Jordan Bell, which the Bulls didn't want. We could talk about that another time. But (laughs) but you don't putting marketing at center isn't necessarily a bad idea. He's a matchup nightmare. It's not a bad idea. It's a terrible idea. Exactly. Laurie Martin is one, not Kevin Durant. He's not going to give you what Kevin Durant gives you on offense. And he's not going to give you anything near what Kevin Durant gives you on defense. Quiet as Kevin Durant is still a, what, top 20 defensive player in the league. So, yes. But Kevin Durant's an all-time great. I'm not going to compare Laurie Martin to Kevin Durant. But what I'm saying is, with his offense, he's a matchup nightmare. And if you if you regard Laurie Markkinen as highly as I believe you guys do, then you would you would you would think about trying to put him in the best possible scenarios to where he can have an advantage on on the offensive end. Which is that powerful stretch four? Yep. Unless okay. you have it, it, unless you but, have a Draymond Green type that is playing power forward that is directing and doing everything on your defense. Okay, those are for the elite teams, right? So we agree. The top four teams have somebody like a Draymond in those positions, well, except for Houston. PJ, but PJ Tucker is is a beast. Man. We can talk about that another time too. So let me who's, let's let's run this. Who's Cleveland's who? Defensive guy that they bring in to stop layup drills. Uh, LeBron James. LeBron. He doesn't stop anything right now. Uh, that's because he's tired. But LeBron James does everything for them. Uh, I don't know if you saw the the opening uh, <laughs> the opening rosters. You know when they run out of the tunnel, but all of those guys had on LeBron James face masks. So it's it's LeBron. He does everything for them. <laughs> the, the only the only team that's different in in the NBA is Golden State and Houston. Everybody else is a little bit more traditionally built, but Golden State is 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 guard heavy. Houston is guard heavy and they just got Capella. So I mean it's not it's not a stretch to say you can put Lori Markham next. Huh? Capella's a defensive force at the rim and he starts right. every ball. So, what he, so this way I think this is what um Calvin is getting to. You could put him at the center, you just need another defensive guy. That's what I said. And you don't have to draft a defensive guy, you could trade for him, you could sign him, but you don't need to draft him. You could you could draft scoring. So Michael Porter what he's and Trey Young. Yeah. Until you get that guy, do not put Lowry Markin at the five. That that just would be it would be kind of sexy to look at that man. The whole everybody on the wing. Like you don't even need a guy. <laughs> they they could be I mean, just think about the lineup of Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, maybe David Waba at the three, Michael Porter Jr. and, and Marketing. But if you're trying to score, why is David Nawaba in? For defense for hustle. Okay, good guy. You don't, you don't have any that need the ball. Yeah, Waba doesn't need the ball. He could be effective anyway. You got four superstars on the team, and then you got Draymond. Well, Draymond Green is one of those, but Draymond is the person that doesn't need the ball. He does everything else. Yeah. 
have find the ball. And he plays and he plays defense on an extremely high level. The Bulls' biggest problem last year was not scoring. The Bulls gave up layup lines. Their biggest problem last year was they couldn't stop anything. I'm not, I'm not saying you have to necessarily address that in the draft. I'm saying don't accentuate your problem by let's say let's put in another offense on the floor. Okay, I I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Which goes back to so then maybe Mambo might be the better pick. No, if he's there, if he's there, perhaps. But Michael Porter more than likely will be there before Bamba. That's true. Bamba, I think Bamba's gonna be gone. Top four picks. You know, anywhere in rising quicker than anybody else in the draft. Yeah. So now you're looking at either Michael Porter, Trey Young, or uh, you still got Bridges. You got. You got a few of Jaron Jackson. You got you got some guys there, but I mean the best is Porter. And then you go we down. Just, we, were, we were just speaking on fit. Like Trey Young, right. again, I'm not opposed to the Bulls drafting him. But if you if you're trying to play Trey Young, that means you have to play Trey Young at the point, Chris Dunn mm-hmm. at the two, and you're gonna play right. Zach Levine at the three and get victimized at the best position in basketball. You're probably gonna bring Zach off the bench. Right. So you you, and, no, so you're not going you have to you have to sacrifice somebody. You're getting ready to pay Zach, so Zach ain't gonna be the one coming off the bench. God no, please don't. Zach ain't good. Yeah, we have we have to dive into the we have to dive into the Bulls front office uh, decisions on another show. But let me let me let me ask this. Let me just throw this name out there because I haven't heard it yet. Is Colin Uh-oh. is Colin Sexton? Does that intrigue anybody? No. No, get him out of here. Nah, that's wow. right. Wow. Wow. Hold on, one at a time, one at a time. The Wait, you got if, oh, I'm close to number 22, mm-hmm. bring him. The reason Colin Sexton does not intrigue me is because Colin Sexton already plays for the Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And his name is Chris Dunn? Is that what yes. you said? <laughs> So you're, talking, you're talking about an attack first point guard who can who can play crazy defense and carry your team on a college level. That's exactly what Chris Dunn did. That's, that's, that's Chris Dunn Providence. Okay. Okay. I'm just saying. What's up with this guy the Bulls supposedly told him to sit down and don't do nothing so we could pick you at 22? Chandler Hutchinson? Yeah. His tape looks nice. He looks he's very a, good. He's a, but... small, he's a shooting guard, small forward out of Boise State. He played all four years, um, 6'7", 195. He got better every year. I mean, his tape looks nice. He he actually does look nice, but he played against whack talent. So I, I really don't know literally, how to make him. Literally whack talent. Okay. Let me throw one, one more name out there. It's the last name. Jalen Brunson. Does that intrigue anyone? It would spot. Uh, 22. Nope. I'm sorry. No, no. If you're going to go with somebody else for number 22, go with the guy from Wichita State, Landry Shabbos. Landry Shabbos? Shamit. Check his tape. Uh, I knew nobody knew him. When I said that name. I knew nobody would know him. I'm looking Check at it right tape. here. I'm looking at it right here, dude. Come, relax. Landry Shamit, okay. Wichita State, sophomore, point guard, small forward, 6'5", 190. Yes, sir. And then I, I'm sick of the smoke. I'm seeing, a, I'm seeing another note on him. Hold on. It says bum underneath. 
Let's move on. That's a typo. Take a state. You didn't watch him. It's clear you didn't watch him if you're talking Jalen Brunson. I'm like the, uh, just asking you. <laughs> YouTube, type in the man's name and watch him. I'm, I'm sorry, Joe. All right. Uh, I like the kid out of Maryland at that spot. Herder? Yeah. They got him going 17 to Milwaukee. That was a shooter, right? Yeah, he's kind of yeah, rising. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's right. He might not be there. Yeah, I'm not sure he's going to be there. You got Miles Bridges going top 15. Robert Robert Williams is a name to watch. Uh, power forward out of Texas A&M. Got a, like a 40-something inch vertical leap. Um, I don't think he'll be there. No, he won't be there. But I'm just saying he's a he's a player to watch. I think his stock has risen. Um, actually, the past month or so, his stock has risen up. So, so that's our initial look at the at the draft. Uh, just the first round, though. Uh, so last uh, last comments. I give him the. We'll start with Chris. Any last thoughts on the on the draft coming up in about fourteen days? I have I have people who I would like to have, and then I have people who I know the Bulls will draft. Um, according to my draft board, I have the Bulls taking Carl Bridges. Um, at seven? Oh, which, yeah. Yeah. With, with Wendell Carter and Jaron Jackson still on the board, they'll, they'll go there. Um, they'll see the fact that they'll look at Carter, obviously, because Carter is a very Bulls person to pick, but so is Bridges. And uh, they need Bridges more, so they'll they'll pull him. Um, overall, I think it's a it's a it's a pretty good draft. It's a lot of guys. Like I said, it's, it's four guys who can potentially change the face of a franchise. But it's a lot of guys who are going to be in the league five plus years. Um, and I think it's going to be a lot of. I like the Divincenzo kid. And, uh, I'm not big on those Kentucky guys who they got going in the middle rounds. But the DiVincenzo kid, I like. And I, I actually like uh, Hutchinson a little bit. So if they do take him at 22, I wouldn't be mad. Okay. All right, Jordan. Any last thoughts on the draft coming up? What we were saying, uh, I'm going to if any of those three people, Bamba, Porter, or Trey Young is available, Again, I'd take Bamba, Porter, and Trey Young in that order, but I'm I'm guessing that either combination of no, I'm guessing either Bamba or Porter is gonna be gone by that time. So if Trey Young is the only choice out of those three, then I have no problem. Okay. All right. Uh we'll go to Calvin. Any last words on the on the on the draft round? You know My final thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, man, I'm 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 excited about it, man. I'm I'm really anxious to see what's gonna happen. It's a lot of different pieces that could be moved. You got Doncic who should go too, but he may not go too. But see, the thing is, I worry about if they pick Marvin Bagley, they already got a log gem at center. Uh, talking about Sacramento, you know, so I don't know which way they may go with that. But if they pick him, I still think there's a possibility that one of those three guys we mentioned will fall to the Bulls at seven. At least I hope they do. But I think one of y'all said Bulls will be Bulls, and 
They're going to pick Mikael Bridges or Wendell Carter just to piss us off. But, um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm excited, man. I, I'm curious to see which way this is going to go. Uh, you got a couple of different things that could change the face of the franchise, especially if you get somebody like Michael Porter Jr., who could be a superstar talent that's transcended. Um, or Trey Young. You never know. But Trey Young, man, like, he could be the next coming to Steph Curry, man. He's smaller, but he could be. And if, if you can shoot from 30, can't nobody guard you. Okay, okay. All right, Jimmy, Dave. Thank you for that. Dave, uh, <laughs> your final thoughts on the on the draft and the, and the, and the round table. I really hope the Bulls draft uh, uh, Porter. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. I doubt he falls to us. But it, it looks like some of the, the, the mocks have Bamba moving up and uh, Donick kind of dropping. So hopefully that, that throws a monkey wrench in some other teams' picks and stuff. He'll fall to us. But if not, give me give me give me Trey Young, man. Okay. All right. So here's a here's the last the last question. This this is for everybody. We'll pose this as the last question with not to finish it up. Is the Bulls cornerstone player in this draft? Maybe. In the draft? Maybe. Yes. In this Whether draft, this, this, this 2018 draft. He just won't be available. Yeah. Sure, they're in the draft. Matter of he'll be there. Okay, so will the Bulls draft their cornerstone for the next 10 years in this draft? <sighs> no. It depends. If the Bulls could package that 22nd pick with the 7th pick, they could move up to 5, maybe maybe 5. But that, that saying who they're going to pick is – that's like the roll of a dice relying on Paxson. So that's, I mean, mm. I, yeah, yeah. The, the, there are there are cornerstone players in the draft, but whether or not the Bulls take them, we've seen them move up and swing and miss and just draft players. They just gave away a center for for cash yeah. considerations. So I mean, <laughs> that's that's like a that's an open ended question. Okay, Jordan Bell is not a a franchise changing player. We need to stop. No, he's he's Bell look. He's not a franchise. No. He's better than anything on the roster right but now. But you wish you had Jordan Bell now. Jordan Bell is better than anything the Bulls have on their roster? I'm, I'm he should have been he's, he's, he, he, he could come in and start on the Bulls. That's all I'm saying. Yes or no? But what about Bobby Portis? Bobby Portis is, is not that bad. Took a Calvin. Yeah. Portis is better than Jordan Bell. Offensively or both ends? Offensively. <laughs> I, I guess. Well, look. We'll, 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 we'll end it there on a question mark. Uh, obviously, there's some, some, a lot of intrigue going into the draft coming up. Uh, who the Bulls will take, who goes number one, that might not be in question. But you've got a number of questions between picks 13 to 15. It, it could go either way. So we'll find out uh, again June 21st, and we'll try to have a, uh, a draft special um, for that also. I want to thank uh, the gentleman from the Stay House podcast, Chris Jordan. I want to thank my co-host, Dave, and I want to thank our special guest, Calvin. And uh, this has been the Triangle Offensives podcast. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. That's good work, gentlemen. Good work.